0: Come
1: on! now it up for for the You're listening to Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast. Let's go! Okay, g'day guys. Welcome back to another episode of Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast. Uh, and I'm here joined by my co-host here. Felix Filippo. And my name is Scotty P. Um, guys, what another fantastic weekend of Super Rugby. Uh, safe to say, uh, you know, the guys who are putting their hand up as title contenders are starting to sort of pop their head uh, above the, the rest of the pack. But in a, in a similar fashion, the teams that are losing aren't going down easy, is another way to put it. But um, let's just ramble through some of these scores, eh? Uh, starting off with the Moana and the Hurricanes. Uh, the Moana sort of making history with their first win against our mighty Hurricanes. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, we are <laughs> dedicated Hurricanes fans. So that was a, a pretty tough pill to swallow. Uh, but let, let's tuck into that a little bit more into the episode. Uh, Rebels versus the Drua. This is a rematch um, where the Drua have sort of taken this one. They beat them in the preseason, beat them in their first game, but unfortunately they couldn't do it on the, their, uh, their third time round with the Rebels putting in a, a really good performance um and from watching the game pretty stacked backline um gosh who was i seeing in there um who's the winger andrew callaway's in there you've got um who's the fullback Podge, um Timur in the the first five yeah number 10 yeah yeah like it, yeah i don't know they got all the talent in the world so it was um you know, good to see them finally get a win and you know let's hope that it's the beginning of this season really they can start stringing a few more together. You've got the Force versus the Brumbies. Uh, I think most people would have assumed the Brumbies would have taken this one, but the Force seemed to be the team that uh being difficult to, to put away. Uh, Mata earlier had a pretty outstanding game. Um, I think he scored uh, two tries. which is sustained with the ball in hand. Uh, Brumbies got a red card in there, which sort of let the Force back in the game for a bit. Um, but once they got back to sort of full complement, and it became more of a fair contest. The um, the Brumbies, you know, managed to hold out and, and take the win there by the one point. Highlanders vs the Blues. Um, yeah, Blues. Uh, again, we expected them to win. Highlanders probably played, as we discussed earlier, their best game of the season, but unfortunately, didn't quite come away with the win. But um, positive signs, and I think they'll they'll leave that game with a lot of confidence. Chiefs versus the Crusaders. Um, Gosh, this was another battle for the ages in a rematch where the Chiefs took it in the first time round, but the Crusaders have learned their lesson from the past and managed to come away with a win and finish a lot stronger than that first game. And last but not least, we have our Reds versus the Waratahs. Um, Another derby, which really only sort of got away on on the Waratahs near the end, probably that last 20 minutes. Um, But it was good to see the Reds, uh, big big time players stepping up in this game. I think this was McDermott's game where he's returned, and I must say their attack looked pretty sharp. Well done to the Reds for taking that game. Now that's two from two, I think, for them. Uh, so did, who won the first game? Was it the Reds or the Warriors? Was the Reds, eh? Reds, yeah. the Reds. So they're on top. But again, it's anybody's competition at the moment. Um, so Felix, um, Moana and Hurricanes. How were you feeling
0: um, when that game sort of finished up? Oh, bro, I was, I mean, a huge part of me, I was just like, just couldn't help myself but celebrate, eh? Um Even as a Hurricanes fan, um, given the journey that this, this team has been on, the disruptions earlier in the season, and just the way that this game was played, the scary thing I found in that game, was they really started to find a, a sense of identity and they stuck to it, and um, yeah, they really they really gave it to one of the form teams of the competition. Sucks mm-hmm. that it had to be against the Hurricanes. <laughs> and yes, I'm not going to lie, I was I was a little bit gutted too. Yeah. Tough game for me to sort of pick, but I mean, you got to go off the history, man. Um, first golden point uh, victory of the competition, and uh, this is. You know, one of Pacifica's first win of the, um, of, the comp, uh, of the season. So yeah. I could only go up from here. And uh, we're recording this just <laughs> as they've wrapped up their second game against um, against the Blues, which they've just narrowly lost as well. And they also played a magnificent game. But not taking away from a historic night, they they were incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's how I saw it.
1: Yeah. And talk about winning in style eh? Like, if you're going to win, <laughs> you got to make it big. And it's good to see them doing it um, in front of their home crowd as well. Um, yeah, and I, man. Uh, and I really wanted to, you know, go, oh, yeah, no, no, we didn't have our best players on the field. But when you look at the lineup, it's actually not a bad lineup at all, really, the Hurricanes lineup. Now, yes, we were missing Adi Sabir, but he was replaced with um, Karifi, which is not a, play, a bad replacement in that. But you had Brady Yose who I think struggled in this game. Um, this yeah. team was a lot more physical. Uh, I'd say that they were maybe lining him up and shutting him down early before he could get you know a bit of a roll on. So we didn't see yeah. some of those crazy runs that we're used to seeing uh, from him off the bench. Eh? Yeah. But you're right; it was a it was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> the Hurricanes certainly had their opportunities. I mean, uh, yeah. the, more, the minor Pacifica are pretty, I would say, known now for the high penalty count which I say keeps a lot of teams in the game. I just don't think the Hurricanes managed to capitalise on that um, yeah. on Saturday or Friday, should I say. But um, who, who stood up for you for the Moana? Any one player?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, when you're looking at leaders to, to, to rally behind, there was no one who stood out more so than William Timestowers. I mean, this guy was an absolute juggernaut. Um, you know he you talk about leading from the front and I think these these island boys like really respond to that style of leadership man. He recorded like 15 tackles, got three turnovers on defense. he carried 12 times um, had had a couple of decent offloads and, and bagged himself a meat pie for all his troubles. This guy was immense. Yeah. he was the guy who set the tone. And, you know, the whole time he never took a backward step. And I think the rest of the Moana Pacifica team um, really fed off of his
1: energy, eh? Yeah, his um, presence in those rocks was pretty disruptive for, for the Hurricanes. And he really did stop some of their momentum in some of those key moments. And one thing I was just thinking about is, you know, we're used to seeing the Hurricanes being sort of outplaying the opposition, that's been the sort of trend and get them through some of these last games. But I really feel that Moana's bench came on and, and stood up in this game. You know, Danny Tawala is probably one name that everybody would have been screaming at <laughs> near the end of that <laughs> game with his crazy try. I mean, you look at that play in, you know, in, um, what do you call it, extra time. Got a lot of balls, eh, to, to put that kick and just hunt it down. Like, it's a big play and a big moment. <laughs> Yeah. You screw that up, you know. You're the worst enemy. But I don't know. That's kind of like the Pacific flair that we're seeing both from Buona and the draw that their willingness just to attack from anywhere. If there's an opportunity, they're going to go for it. Eh? They're going to they're going to roll uh, the dice. And a,
0: that's something that's been missing from this competition for a long time. Is these plays where teams just throw in the kitchen sink, and it's it's you know high risk, high reward type of type of play because let's be honest that the bigger picture is that being a Kiwi side, a lot of these games are trials for the all blacks. And a lot of these star Kiwi players who, who are in the all blacks, who are all blacks, they need to start getting used to that high intensity, uh, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word, you know, balls to the wall style <laughs> of footy before yeah. the international season begins. Yeah. Um, and you know you see it both from the Fijian uh, Drua and Moana Pacifica where they're they w- they're willing they're willing to just try anything from anywhere and man it, it well it obviously came up Trumps last Friday night and I'm loving it I'm yeah. I'm all for it
1: yeah I mean let's be honest like the Moana are not the perfect specimen just yet I mean you look at their missed tackles they missed twenty six tackles. That's a lot of tackles to be falling off and a lot of opportunities created. But, you know, the way I'm looking at it is their, their desperation to recover from that and their, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cover defense. Yeah, it, mm. it's just, they all look to be playing for each other. Like one person makes a mistake, they want to help their teammate and recover and put the team back into the right position. But and you
0: know. yeah, and and you saw that on Friday night where that next person would prevent that extra phase play from the Hurricanes because yeah. they could sniff that half a chance from that original mistake that the Moana mm. Pasifika dude made, where there was a a slipped tackle or a bad you know compete for the the breakdown and someone scooted on the edge, and the next guy would just shut it down and. Yeah. These were happening in crucial areas of the pitch where I believe after a few of those you know, stonewalled attempts that the Juana Pacifica defense just, just shut down, you you got to say to yourself, look, respect their D and take the three. Oh, yeah. there's a little jingle there, man. Um, <laughs> and yeah. we didn't do that a couple of times. TJ, love him to bits. He is my type of halfback, but yeah. just quick tap thought he had a chance and then obviously that amounted to nothing. We end up seeing the ball getting kicked all the way back down to our 22 and we're having to rebuild and that's, that's a moral booster for a team like one Pacifica who pride themselves on tough nose, nose defense, man. It was yeah. equal parts exciting and frustrating to watch given my split allegiances.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like, um, The Moana just really using their defense as their attack in their own 50. And then as soon as they get a sniff, I mean, you get them 20 meters from their goal line. Provided they don't make a mistake and they win their set piece, uh, the likelihood of them scoring a try is pretty high Um, because they run just as hard as they tackle. (laughs) But when you, uh, the other thing I want to raise as well is, you know, this is only going to be great for the New Zealand team. And you mentioned around the physicality side, but you know, since the South African sides have left the New Zealand competition, we've sort of been missing that that extra yeah. level of physicality, and I think that toughness is gonna breed into our All Blacks and take us um, to that level, you know, where we sort of need to be uh, at at the All Blacks international level. So I'm, I'm quite interested to see how that's gonna play out.
0: Yeah, well, it was quite surprising actually when, you know. Moana Pacifica started to get the ascendancy with their defence, and it was really the first signs of the Hurricanes' Type Five really starting to lose the plot. I think there was a couple of skirmishes on the the sideline there between Asafua Moore, who's who's no slouch in all black in that respect, and a promising prop, and Xavier Numia just just getting tangled in in, in business. They've got you know no nothing to do with. They should really be focusing on how to regroup and how to, you know, how do they make positive plays to, um, to shift the momentum their way. But, man, they got, they got sucked into playing this physical style of play, which they're not known for because they're the high-flying, full of flair, you yeah. know, run it from anywhere, uh, Hurricanes team. But, man, when they don't get what they want, they, they turn into a completely different side.
1: You saw the frustration, sort of showing, a, showing near the end of the game, eh, where you know um, the likes of Alex Vido and that were sort of starting some scuffles, and the mine and knew they were getting in their in their head and sort of cracking up about it. <laughs> I was like, Come on, boys, don't get sucked into this. We're better than this. But yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked. What, what do you think? Um, what's your feeling around Christian Ledifano, like his influence on this team, but? Like, how good is it, him and McClutchy switching in
0: and out? It's amazing, eh? I I I didn't rate his selection for this particular game. I thought they needed some youth and some flair um, to match the Hurricanes, you know, crazy X factor they've got from one through fifteen. But his experience proved to be the difference. Yeah. And man, he showcased this game that he still had plenty left in the tank, taking on the team marching his team down the park Mm. and just just rallying the troops when they needed you know they had uh stowers doing a phenomenal jobs uh job for the for the forwards yeah but it was really it was really christian lefano and i'll add um levi omur who were really just keeping everyone's you know head you know, squarely on their shoulders. But at the same time, when they sniffed an opportunity, they knew when to pounce. And mm-hmm. boy, did they pounce, man. I, um, I, was, I was really shocked at the, the, the way that the Hurricanes responded to that type of adversity. They looked like an amateur team in some respects.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You talk about Levi more, like, why haven't we seen him? <laughs> Before this year, I was just googling him, and I see he's played four games for the Blues in 2019. But he was in the Chiefs squad in 2018, and then he's gone over to Japan. But what a talent, hey To, to not be playing top-flight rugby in New Zealand. I mean, he was carving up for the Tasman. That was yeah. different. But yeah. I, um, you know, do you think if this Moana team wasn't here, would we still see him playing at this this level? Which is the other cool I think thing?
0: He, yeah, he's 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 in a tough boat because he's definitely one of those guys, and I'd probably add someone like the ex-chiefs Lachlan Boshia, who are worthy of international footy, yep. um, and for whatever reason they can't get, you know, their visas sorted in other countries where they can then, you know, sort of restart their careers and try for another national team. I, I don't know, and, and like you said, he uh, Levi. I mean, has bounced around quite a bit, so probably probably wants to establish his mark here in uh, New Zealand. Um, and and good on good on him because now he can do that for the Moana Pacifica team and decide maybe one day he want to suit up for the Reds or maybe the Blues. I I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think he's what Tongan Samoan. I,
1: I forget. Uh, uh, he is New Zealand born, Australian raised. Uh not say. Well, probably isn't there somewhere, but probably shouldn't spend all my time reading. So that's cool. <laughs> I'll say Tongan. So many Tongan rugby players these days that are crazy good. Um we had the return of TJ Petinara. He um, you know, he's normally plays that physical style of rugby. And I don't know, he, he played all right. I don't know if his impact was felt, but um yeah, I didn't see him too much special stuff happening from him. Yeah, what were your thoughts around how he went? Oh, it's
0: interesting, eh? Because the Hurricanes have been doing all right this season. You know, they had a gut-wrenching loss, uh, first up against the Crusaders, which many felt they, they should have won. Yep. They go snatch a win against the Blues in incredible fashion, and they, they won ugly against the hard-nosed Highlanders team. This. Yeah. This week, uh, I mean, last, the last week against Moana Pacifica team was, was the game to keep the momentum alive. And I know there were changes, but I was quite confident with someone like a TJ Pedinara coming in and providing steady leadership. And then he goes and taps, taps the ball like and a, when there's a yeah. kickable situation for, <laughs> for an easy three. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're only
0: one, you're only, you're only seven points up. You haven't been winning the battle of the breakdown. And you decide to tap and go. That's that's ballsy, and only only Pedinara can can snuff you know snuff out those chances. Yeah, but I think I think in this game it was probably yeah. But I think he overplayed his hand, and part of that's probably he's he's eager he's eager to get back in there and get stuck in. So yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. It, it, it can't be too review, right? He's yeah, so he's just come off an injury. I uh, can't remember what it was, but. Yeah, I mean, we can't expect the world from him. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest like some of those tap and go, quick tap from penalties, he's had some pretty good luck uh, with some of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one in the All Blacks, and then you saw that highlight reel with the Japanese uh, team he played for uh, yeah. down the sideline. So, yeah, TJ, all good. But what about these um, debutantes for the Hurricanes, Adam Morgan? Oof. What a talent, man. Um, yeah, let's, what, let's
0: talk about them, man. Yeah.
1: Finally, we snatched a good player from a different province. I understand he's from Auckland. I think it was King's yep. College. King's uh, College, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you know about him? Do
0: you know oh, him I know school? that he plays his local footy for the, um, the red MSP um, machine here in uh, Kilberty um, Reading ground, um, eh? Crazy. Crazy <laughs> talent, man. Um, and he was highly rated when he first came over. I watched a bit of him for the Lions as well. I yep. didn't really get a good look at him. Um, but at the same time, he hadn't produced the game quite like this one that he did last Friday. He was phenomenal. Mm. And now he's just made a really interesting battle for the first first five jersey because everyone kind of knew that Ruben Love was the heir apparent <laughs> to the number 10 jersey. So Man, this guy took on the line, wasn't scared of the physicality, ducking under some yeah. big tackles. We like, yeah. Man, he did it more than once, too. It was like, this guy, a couple of key tactical kicks as well. Yep. this He's, yeah, he's, I, I think he's taken uh, Jackson, Garda, Bashup's spot. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, for a debut yeah. game, it wasn't bad at all, right? And under a lot yeah. of pressure uh, from yeah. that defense. But yeah, to have twelve carries, four defenders beaten, and a fifty twenty, um, yeah, not bad at all. <laughs> not
0: bad at all. But he wasn't the only young gun who stood up. I had uh, Caleb Delaney, who was another yes. guy who's who's a bit. He's he's got the height, but he's a bit he's a bit on a thin side when it comes to uh, locks in New Zealand. But. Yeah. You wouldn't have known it because this guy muscled up all night long against um, the Moana Pacifica side. Great offloading game. He did well in the open open field as well, yeah. setting up one of the tries. Um, yeah. Again, some like I understand that as Canes fans, we gutted. We didn't get well. We walked away with a bonus point, but we didn't get maximum points. But not not all is lost. There's some promising signs. Yeah, what's that young talent coming through?
1: Yeah, man, Caleb Delaney. What, twenty-two years old, six foot six. Yeah. Um, not bad. Play, normally pretty for, short. Oh, who's he play for? Yeah,
0: plays for OBU. Um, had a couple of great seasons for them and their premieres.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, tough,
0: tough kid.
1: Um, as well, he had twelve carries as well, and uh, he's got a lot of a lot of figures here showing on the stats card. So. Um, Nah, big dad the office, uh, high work rate, which is great. We need more guys like that just to take the heat yeah. off uh, old Artie. Let him loose. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now that's cool. We did see also um, Josh Morby. Uh, honestly, I don't know a lot about Josh Morby. Um, good to see him score a try on debut. But yeah,
0: could have had two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So not a bad debut as well, really, um, hmm. against some pretty stiff defence. So. Yeah, good on you, Josh Morby. And then you had Tom Parsons. Did you you hear that name? I just fucked him. uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Came on in the second half. I thought, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, And he conceded that penalty, didn't he? Um, Shortly after he came on. Um, Gave them real good field position. Anyways, yeah, Tom Parsons. I did hear that name.
1: (laughs) 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. I think too much to <laughs> ramble on. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I mentioned Adi Severe's absence. Do you think that was a key thing for this game? Do you think they missed
0: the well, we're missing leadership. We're missing cool heads. And I'm yeah. I like I wanna be critical because the sky's been there for far too long. And I'm looking at you, Reed Princep. You know, you were the captain of the game. And when when we needed some of that, you know, I don't, he's he's pretty like he comes across as a really chill dude, right? Yeah. And there were there were dem, definitely tempers flying in that Hurricanes Ford pack. Not so much the the backs, they seem pretty chill, but someone needed to put some ice on the those uh those Fords and He's right in there. He's got he's to tell those boys to pull their heads in and just get back to the basics and don't get sucked into a game that you're going, yeah, you're not going to match up too well against. Um, but yeah, read Princep. And I, like he, he didn't really do much the whole game, to be honest. Um, this guy, well, I feel like there, there are other options as far as loose forwards go that we could slot in there as well. I really was hoping for a bit more out of this guy.
1: Look at the way um Tame Plumfuss playing for the Blues. You Wouldn't you take him over Princess? When I get Princess, <laughs> you know, been around a while and got experience, but he's sort of played at one level for the last couple of years. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's okay, but it's nothing to sort of you know, boast about and say he's a superstar.
0: Well, I mean, like, have a look at the other flanker, Blake Gibson, who plays his first game for the Hurricanes, come down from, you know, Auckland, where he played what, 50 odd games, was was the captain at at one stage. And he was full guns blazing. He was actually trying to match that Moana Pacifica's intensity, despite being a, a smaller dude. And I rate that. He was, he was all for it. But again, you had the, you had the, um, the, you know, the tight forwards, a couple of, you know, a couple of other forwards who were, you know, probably just needed some cooling down. Um, and that just goes again, how, how highly regarded Artie Savia is to this team, because he's the type of guy who, when he wants to have a go, people will rally around him and everyone could sniff, you know, that half chance that Artie's trying to go for and like, right, it's on. But at the same time, he, he's not afraid to go for the threes, as we've seen before.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, that's cool. So, yeah, I don't know. As a, as a Hurricanes fan, gutted, but super proud of the Moana for getting their first win. Again, they're not the the polished product. I mean, they're a high penalty count, 18 penalties, 26 missed tackles, but you know, there is some shining light in there. They had 11 turnovers, and I think against like a hurricane side, you know, getting turnovers and killing their ball and stopping their momentum is um, the best way to, to go against them. So... Um, It all paid off in the end. So no, congratulations to the Moana and um, I'm looking forward to them continuing on. Um, Before we go on, we both just watched the Moana play the Blues tonight. (laughs) Quick thoughts on that game. Did they carry on that momentum?
0: Yeah, they did. They 100% did. And this is a different starting lineup as well and probably the ones who didn't go too heavy on Friday night. So... um, great you have to say this this coaching group has done a phenomenal job of turning these guys around getting them prepped um for a midweek game um but also trying to get them focused after such a high on Friday night um this team against the blues were physical once again um and I just I just think this this team is is not your standard expansion team, they've come in and they've just had solid performances after solid performances. Maybe not against the Chiefs, um, but that's that's a one-off. Um, but these guys showing and have proven that they belong in this competition.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. No, no, the um, it was interesting. Like I thought they were going to make their comeback again, same as the Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, I think there was a red card, and that's when they started scoring a lot of their tries. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest; I caught sort of like patches of the game, uh, rang, rambling around after all the kids and um, getting them all settled. But yeah, from what I saw, it was another effort. And I was thinking, yes, here we go, let's go, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> but one, it, one, it,
0: yeah, yeah one thing I haven't seen in a game of rugby union for for years is someone. Like a fullback or someone in the back three receiving a clearance kick and just running it straight <laughs> yeah. for 30 meters. I was getting glimpses of like Ruben Wiki. This is Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? And that was um lolangi Just yeah, you could see his facial just going for him. Like, man, this team. And and he broke the first. Tackle. It, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, this is so good, so entertaining. <laughs>
1: Who was having the battle with um Mark Taler? Because Mark Toler ran it straight as well. Yeah, and then bumped um, them off t- and t- he t- came t- back yeah. And
0: he came back with him with no arms. I like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, but
1: oh, like, typical way like <laughs> <laughs> what, what? <laughs> 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 Yeah bro. Yeah.
0: I swear, I swear there's there was at least like like 15, 20,000 people in that stadium because yeah, you yeah, could yeah. hear every big hit. Every turnover, anything good that the Moana Pacifica did, you could hear the crowd just light up. Hey, this this is exactly what we were were hoping for from this team, you know. Entertainment on and off the pitch.
1: Honestly, Brian, I reckon that's why I'm loving watching the Moana the draw, just the unpredictability of what they're gonna do. Like they just don't play the structure hundred percent of the game. You know, you know in the twenty-two they're gonna kick it out and clear like most teams. You know, from the 22 to the 50, you're gonna head it up a few times, chance their arm, put a box kick up. You know, it's real. It's just the same. It's just who can do it better on the day. Um, yeah, yeah. But these guys are scoring charges like 80 meters out. You're just like, yo, let's go, Hurricanes of all. No, now. Yeah.
0: And and these these margins are nothing. They they you know they get a five point victory against the Hurricanes in overtime. Um, what was it? They went down. Was it was it by 10? ten? Yeah, 10 yeah. They yeah. lost. Like they they are right in these games. Um, and this this they're just bringing a different element um to Super Rugby that yeah we're just not used to. And I'm I'm loving it. This yeah. this is such yeah such good value.
1: Oh, no. you just love the underdog, eh? Love the underdog battle. And um, I don't like I said I think a couple of weeks ago. You know, these New Zealand franchises, and I'm going to say even the Australian franchises, they they can't take these games lightly because, you know, these guys are just, what have they got to lose at the end of the day? Nothing. You know, there's still a new franchise. Everyone's expecting them to lose. So why not put everything on the line? And, but I don't know, there's a bit of that whole playing field culture as well. And, and, you know, I love watching the the pregame you see them singing in the changing sheds and that sort of just takes me back you know to a wrong like college almost
0: you know yeah. singing
1: songs at assembly or even just you know the voices. in the up. sheds even yeah man yeah. like that's such a cool feeling hey when you're when you're doing that um, yeah
0: if you've been a part of it before it's honestly the best way to create unity in a team yeah, eh? yeah. i
1: agree nah cool man all right let's shuffle along a little bit so it's game of the week um I just want to quickly get your thoughts on just the Blues and the Highlanders. Um, Any standouts there, or or how do you think both teams went?
0: Yeah. No, I I really liked what I saw from the Highlanders. Um, You know, we said before that was perhaps their best game of the season. Uh, They really took it to the Blues. um, And seeing some of their players really step up, um, old Shannon Frizzell, man, watch the space. He's really starting to gain some form, man. He suits being one of their their leaders. Doesn't say much. uh, Does a lot of his talking with his actions. Um, But one guy who does talk a lot is good old Aaron Smith. So they're going to be safe with with him uh, leading the charge. Uh, But again, just not clinical enough against the the Blues, who just probably their own worst enemy in that game, probably made it harder for themselves. Um, Plenty of X-factor I think um I can't remember who said it to me um just last week actually that the blues look like a team full of stars and not a star team and I think yeah. that's that rings true because yeah. they justn't they just haven't had that convincing victory where um as as units like in the forwards and the backs there hasn't been enough continuity where they're winning the the you know the smaller battles, the battles of the set piece, and then finishing it um, at the back. We haven't seen that cohesive unit uh, being been established in the game. So can't be too critical because they're still getting dubs. Um, yeah. yeah, they're just they're growing. They're growing. Yeah. yeah. Unluckily, yeah. It was sad to see Bowden Barrett um, get taken off. He was yep. having a great first half um, and he was he was the difference. Um, and you could see the disappointment in his face when he came off. Um, but with old or Feta coming off the pie and, you, you know, you're going to be in, uh, in a good place. He's, again, playing some great footy and he did so tonight against the Moana Pasifika. No, you're
1: totally right. We haven't seen an 80-minute performance. It's probably like 20 minutes here, 10 minutes here, five minutes here. Um, and then they're just sort of living off the back of some some individual brilliance and yeah. Clark and Hoskins, to yeah. Tutu and, and the likes of Spaddlefish. Uh, right. But um, no, they're making it through and yeah, I don't know, maybe they need to, to find their own song, hymn or something. <laughs> they got maybe. enough follies There's, in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think not only are they guilty of that first earlier cliche, but there's there's a there's a term that I'd like to steal from the from the football terminology where they they say the best team to score against an opponent is when they've just scored and you yeah. do feel that with the Blues is that they just come off the gas a little bit after one of those crazy X factor type tries that you'll get from a Caleb Clark or a Rico Ioane or so forth and then they just let a big play through on, on defense and yeah. so. I know the better teams in this competition are looking at that, are wanting to exploit that. Um, so, yeah. Lucky to win. 32-25 over the Landers.
1: Yeah, I, agree. Um, I did a little bit of digging on Barrett, by the way, um, just around his head knock in that last game. And um, Leon McDonald has reported that um, it's nothing too serious, which is good. But he has to have a standard 10 days off after a head knock. So, He'll miss yes. the next two of their games, obviously this morning one and next Saturday, and he'll be back in action the following week. So good news because I saw an article pop up on my Facebook feed around someone saying it's time for Barrett to retire. And I was like, that's, that's a bit rough. <laughs> like how does he go from like end of year all blacks tour head knock against Ireland to now he has to retire? And he comes on and scores a try. And you know, plays relatively, uh, relatively good game for the first what is it, 30 minutes that he was on the park for. Yeah, uh,
0: and that ball was that ball was not supposed to go to him, but that scrum breaks down and he cleans it up. And I, I don't know what Punibai was thinking. You're giving someone that quick the outside channel. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, mate, take away the sideline and get your inside help to tackle him. It's oh. like, dude, you're gonna get one of the fastest players in world rugby there. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, ridiculous. Oh, but, but, yeah, that's Bowdoin Barrett's class. He yeah. sniffs a half chance and he gets, like, full reward for it. And that's that's experience and class. And that's what we come to expect from Bowdoin Barrett.
1: Yeah. Can you trust anyone else in that 10 jersey minus Moong at the moment? No. No. you got Peter no. Feta who hasn't played in all those games. Joshua 10? is being kept out by
0: an amazing Bring Gatlin at the Gatland. moment.
1: Yep. But yeah, the thing is, is, is are they playing at a level where they can step up to international level? I don't really know. But I'm going to say Spiro Feta is probably looking the most comfortable out there at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's smiling. He's looking relaxed. He's kicking goals. Minus the one that he missed, I think, tonight. But yeah, we'll, let, we'll let a couple slide. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's looking good. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Back to my bolters. Uh, here we go again. <laughs> Spiro <Feta. laughs> But number 20, 20, whatever it is. Nah, cool. Okay, um, let's shuffle along uh, some of our awards for the week. So we've got Try of the Week. Um, would you like to present this one? Because it's oh, your yeah. Pacifica brother.
0: Oh, <laughs> Oh, man.
1: So
0: this is a pretty unanimous vote, and I think not only does it get the popular vote, but man, he did it in style. Old Danny Twala gets some poetic justice against his old team, the Hurricanes, scoring a golden point. Uh, something that was a little bit ugly about that try. I I don't want to take away from his greatness, but Ruben Love, what were you thinking? You had the perfect angle and you slowed up at the worst yeah. time and you <laughs> you just made it so much easier from Danny to score that that amazing try. But, you know, that comes from weathering the storm, you know, um, the Hurricanes were hot in attack. I forgot who got the turnover in the breakdown and the, Danny does the rest. Um, kicks and chases his own kick and Creates history for a team yeah. looking for their first win, and they did it in a fetic style. Danny Toala, yes, or you,
1: bro. That's all attitude, eh? Just attitude. Because I watched that too, and I was watching the cover defense, yeah. And you're right, he did and I was thinking, what are you gonna do you <laughs> do? Like, you should be at least just trying to get in front of him, boot the ball away. Like, you just had to yeah. break that player, that's all you had to do. I-
0: he was half, I, I played it down so many times. I replayed it and he was expecting an ugly bounce. He slowed up on the bounce and then it <laughs> went straight to Danny Tuala's hands. I was like, oh, now, now you're behind him. <laughs> oh gosh, you should have just played at the ball, but I'm not taking anything away from that try and the historic occasion that it created. So well done Moana Pasifika. Well done um, Danny Tuala for showing your former
1: employers. What you're made of <laughs> that's wicked. okay we'll shuffle on to a new one so we're pulling in stat of the week and this was an interesting one as i was looking through the stats i was trying to find a common denominator for all winning teams uh, for this round six and the one that i stumbled upon was turnovers one and so all the new zealand teams that won this weekend completely dominated in this area like for example, I, I think it was like 11 to the, the Moana, to three turnovers one to the hurricane. And it's just simply shutting down that ball, that work in the breakdown, and pilfering the ball and just cutting any momentum seems to be you know the the trick at the moment. You know? look at how many I already mentioned it, how many tackles that the Moana fell off. But just enough, just all that disruption is enough to win games, you know. Timmy Stowers stood out for us um, in the winner game. Who, who else thought Yeah,
0: of- well, in Crusaders, I mean, Will Jordan got three That's of his the, own. Yeah, he was stunning. Um, yeah, just adding another, you know, tool to his toolbox. This guy, you know, chaotic rugby can be suitable for a team that quickly supports their runner. Um, otherwise, he gets quickly isolated. And Jordan, I think, all three of his turnovers came from from half breaks lack of support, and obviously, you know, a fullback just making a decision on the fly whether to retreat back to his position or make a play in that breakdown. And he yeah. he just timed it perfectly. And, yeah. you know, you do it once, okay, might be a bit lucky. Some may even call it a fluke. Do it twice, do it three times. You, you're a pro. You know what you're doing. So, yeah. yeah, I took my hat off to Will Jordan, man. This guy's crazy.
1: Yeah. And it seems to be a lot of bats. Like, I'm looking at the Blues. You've got Zahn Sullivan got one, Mark Talley got one, Bryce Heen got one, Caleb Clark got two, um, and they, they've even outplayed the Fords in this arena. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but it seems there must be a lot more isolation happening out in those those wide channels. And yep, 100%, 100%. These guys are just jumping on that ball, and as long as they stay on their feet, yep. you know, hold it for a few seconds, let's go Um Yeah, I don't know do you think the backs are practicing that these days instead of just
0: throwing the ball around not not just not just that you're 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 probably how how do i put this you you know that after that break you're surrounded by backs you know normally surrounded by backs so you're not you're you're gonna take a few hits from a back but if you can see that that their opposition ball run is supported by forward you're probably less likely to go compete for the ball if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're never gonna you blow the four out eh? And out muscle one, but Yeah. Although some of those backs are pretty solid over the ball, so oh, yeah. I don't know. And
0: and and that did happen in the weekend, so yeah. Yeah.
1: Um Do you know who so actually out, outplayed um Will Jordan for the Crusaders? Oh oh that's Tom Christie. He had four. He's a he's a flanker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, he was—he was great. Too. <laughs> That's his job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Moving right now. <laughs> nah, like but...
0: read principle. Be more like them.
1: Yeah, but I think he's—he's Flip...
0: from, he's from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We, we,
0: you could have him back. He's a dud. Oh,
1: That's why they got rid of him. I—I I looked at his stats before. He only made eight tackles, no turnovers, anything. Nah, he didn't nah. miss any, but. We need more, mate. We need more. But let's—I um, reckon—let's watch the step over next weekend and let's see if the trend continues. Because you know, uh, about who, sir? I was just well, saying in turnovers. general. Yeah, turnovers. Let's let's maybe check on this next weekend and see if it's a similar right. trend. We
0: could be onto something. Found, found a new segment, guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll have a look at this. But no nah, turnovers, one. So yeah, look out for that, guys. The team that dominates in turnovers is the team that's going to be winning. The game. That's what I'm calling it now. So cool. Uh, Wicked. So let's shuffle along to MVP. Um, I'll I'll start with uh, one point. That's third place, isn't it? Um, So I've uh, put forward Sam Gilbert from the Highlanders, the number 15. You know, and it's a pretty tough battle where the odds are against you. I think this guy um, really put his hand up and helped his team uh, stay in the fight. He ran some really good lines and showed some really good muscle to actually get those five-pointers. They weren't just, uh, well, I think one of them he got over pretty comfortably, comfortably but the other one, now uh, had to fight for it. But that never-give-up attitude is, is what the Highlanders are all about. You know, there's just, sometimes doesn't always um, show on the scoreboard, but, yeah, I think um, he really showed that the culture that they've got there, they just need to put some more points on the board. That's it. Mm. But Sam Gilbert, um, great game. for you um, in second place, Phillips? We got?
0: Yeah, we're um, heading over to the Chiefs Crusaders game where we mentioned his name earlier, old Will Jordan, showing off some more skills. Not only did he score a try, but yeah, he bagged three turnovers, uh, crucial turnovers, um, and really just snuffing out that hot Chiefs attack. Um, if you haven't heard of this guy, go Google him because he's (laughs) one of the hottest players at the moment. He's, he can do it all. Um, and he was just create, creating opportunities, left, right, and center, supporting his ball runners, obviously getting, getting those key turnovers, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but this guy, um, I kind of see why everyone in Christchurch feel like this guy should be the All Blacks' first choice fullback. If he keeps playing like this, I might just join him.
1: If you need to Google Will Jordan, then, yeah, get out from under your (laughs) rock. What the hell? (laughs) Anyway. um, And in first place, earning himself three points is our man Tim Estelles from the Moana. We sort of touched on him before. Before, um, as we talked about the their game, but um, yeah, a physical presence on the field dominated in those um, rucks and um, really put their team in some, some really strong positions to help them uh, stay in the fight and put them in a position to, to win the game. The team of stars, yeah. Anything else you hey. want to add there?
0: First, first time being picked in the MVP race and bags all three points.
1: That's that's a first, right? No, I think it is. I don't, yeah, because it's, yeah, I don't think we've had any more on the players in here at the moment. So, well, there you go. Making history Start once on the again. Top. There it is. History making weekend. weekend. <laughs> nah, cool. Um, wicked. So that kind of concludes the episode. Um, anything else you want to add, Felix? Anything you're looking forward to with this upcoming round?
0: Um, yeah. Hurricanes Chiefs this Sunday three thirty in Wellington. Now, before the Moana Pacifica loss, the Hurricanes, you know, sort of unofficially looked like a top three team, um, and they're they're wanting to they're going to want to respond and respond really, really, you know, strongly, strong against you know um, this Chiefs outfit who many have winning the competition. Um, I would really like to see Savia back. Yeah. Uh, but that, that'll, for me, will probably probably be the game of the week next week. Um, how about you?
1: I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Druid go against the Waratahs. The Waratahs didn't have the greatest game against the Reds, so they'll be sort of kind of low. Yeah, the Druid didn't put together the best performance. So both teams are coming off some losses. Um, but the Druid just being so unpredictable can lose horribly one week and be amazing the next so I'm hoping to see another upset there and some, some 80 metre tries for the highlight reel <laughs> to be honest I feel the same for you about the Hurricanes as well so I shouldn't repeat myself um, and let's just touch on the Aussie teams at the moment so uh, as I was, as we were you know, sort of chatting before the podcast um, the competition over there is looking really strong and just like the New Zealand conference, it's sort of unpredictable. Any team can sort of beat anybody on their day. Um, do you think that's going to transpire when they sort of mix the two competitions together? Or are you sort of thinking it might be a similar thing? I, I, to, yeah, I do yeah. think so, actually.
0: Um, because I don't think that, that that's ever happened before where the Australian teams were afforded a few rounds to gain their confidence get their timing right, um, work on their combinations and, you know, just just build a sense of team morale and they're, they're going to come, you know, they're going to come to New Zealand and they're, they're going to, I'm expecting the Reds to bag a few wins. I've yeah. said a few Kiwi teams Um, and I can't wait. That's going to be great.
1: Yeah. It's almost like they're, I mean, when you look at the Australian comp now from say three years ago, there's just so many new faces, but, you know, those ones that were the youngins back then are starting to really find some form in, in Super Rugby. Yeah. And, you know, they've played a little bit of international rugby. Um, we mentioned McDermott. You've got O'Connor who's tearing it up, Tania Latupo. Um, You've got Sami, Paisami, Iketel. All these guys, their names are popping up, you know, in the commentary box a lot when you're watching these games. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're putting on a display. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go, especially in the midfield where, you know, New Zealand has still got question marks everywhere around who is the number one. And, you know, that's going to be a good chance for somebody to step up and and maybe take that spot. But uh, I'm just loving it. Um, Dave Rennie's got some really good talent uh, right in front of him. So he's coming at the right time. Mm. It's cool to see. But no, Fantastic. Okay, um, there's nothing else to add, Philip. I think we should wrap it up there, eh? So um, have a good week, everybody, and see you next week. Yeah, have a good one. See you later. Ciao.